Welcome to the North Shore Lifestyle Podcast, where we talk about health, wellness, and the small businesses that create the lifestyle we enjoy here on the North Shore. And now, here's your host, Paul Jones. Okay, everybody. So, uh, welcome to the North Shore Lifestyle Podcast, sponsored by Jones Physical Therapy. My name is Paul Jones, and this podcast is about health, healthcare, and small businesses that create the lifestyle we all enjoy here on the North Shore. So today I'm joined by, by Jose Bali, who is a local jewelry designer and artist. His roots can be traced to the Isleños people, the original Spanish settlers of the St. Bernard Parish. He's a husband, father of three, and owner of Jose Bali Jewelry Stores. Welcome, Jose. Thanks, Paul. It's good to be here. So tell me about the Isleños people. Is that um, a sort of legend that your folks talked about? <laughs> Well, they're the original settlers of um, St. Bernard Parish. They come from the Canary Islands. Mm-hmm. They settled in the 18th century between 1778 and 1783. And I'm a descendant on my mom's side um, from the Canary Islanders. And I'm on dad's side. Um, they're from Texas. And Padre Island is named after Padre Nicholas Bally, and I'm a descendant of one of his three nephews that he willed the island to. Interesting. So um, tell the listeners something about, uh, did you grow up in St. Bernard Parish, or did you grow up in North Shore? Yeah, I grew up in Reggio, Louisiana. We lived um, at Delacro for, for a little while, and uh, it was just a, a neat place to live, to grow up, uh, small town, small problems. So I spent a lot of time in the woods and just um, uh, fishing and crawfishing. Just just loved being outside and in nature. So I guess that's where you get your inspiration for your uh, jewelry? Um, yes, uh, and w- I feel fortunate enough to live in, in Louisiana. Uh, it's such a great palette to work off of uh, if you ever seen my designs they're all southern based and you'll find a lot of crawfish and florida lees and alligators and things like that so So tell us about how you came to be a jeweler well since i was a a little kid um gosh seven years old i guess uh, i knew i wanted to be an artist i was i was at a friend's house in delacroix island And we were just passing the day away, uh, drawing and and all. And I showed my friend's mom what I had drawn, held it up to her. And she looked at it and she said, oh, bae, you ought to become an an artist. You're really good at it. And something just blossomed from there. And so um, I, I never lost my focus. That's all I ever wanted to be was an artist. And so how did you go from seven years old? Did you do art in school or? Uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, took art classes, uh, studied at UNO for a time as well, too. Um, out of high school, I was working in a steel shop in Chalmette. I had been there about, I'd say, two years or so, two and a half years. And one day I was working one of the automatic saws, which took about 10 minutes to cut through a piece of pipe. And um, you just sat there like a drone. Somebody had to tend to the saw. And so 
to kill the time, I pulled out a piece of soapstone chalk, which is what we use to mark the steel with, and a cheap Barlow knife that I got from Kmart, paid $4 for it, and I whittled out an alligator. Wow. And I showed a friend of mine that I was working with, and he looked at it and said, you ought to become a jeweler. And I said, you know, that's a, that's a good idea. Uh, but I have to give God the credit for that day. He gave me two things. One, he gave me a gift I didn't know I could carve. And two, he gave me direction. I didn't know where I was going uh, up until that day. And, um, and I have to give him all the glory. That's amazing. So that was just at that point where you realized that your talents and your path were going to go into jewelry. Yeah, yeah. Um, by God's good grace is that friend that suggested I become a jeweler. Had a friend that's a jeweler. In fact, we're still friends today. Uh, he introduced me to him, and he said, "I, I um, work on side jobs after his full-time jewelry job." And he invited me to pull up a chair and watch him work at his bench. I sat down, and within a minute, I knew this this is what I want to do. So, uh, from there, I got my hands on jeweler's wax, which is what we use to carve. And it just took off from there. Um, that was that was a while back. So I've been a. Uh, I looked into to uh, some jewelry courses. Delgado in New Orleans offered one. It took about two years to finish that, and that was teaching basic jewelry repair. The um, the carving and the design part, though, is is God's gift. Um, so. And I like to say I'm milking that little jewelry course <laughs> now. Um, once I finished that, in 1989, I uh, applied for a job at Oakland Heart, and I was fortunate enough to, to get on over there. And so have you always done Louisiana-themed jewelry, or, or uh, have you done other things as well? Um, I've done other things. It, uh, for a while as a repair jeweler and, and all, you kind of take the – the job as as they come through the door you know if a customer wants something uh design say a fitted wedding band or whatever you you would take it in and that would be my job but um my my heart and my uh, and the love for for the business is in southern designs so when did you decide that you wanted to go out on your own and start your own business it was after katrina um Chalmette took, took, well, all of St. Bernard took a, a devastating hit from Katrina. And I have a brother that owns some commercial property out there that was vacant after the storm. He had a space available. I have another brother that did custom framing. And he approached me about maybe pooling our resources together and opening up a store. So proud of the fact that we were one of the first stores, retail, new retail stores to open up down there after the storm. And it was called Valley Gallery at the time, and we specialized in, in custom framing and artwork and, um, and jewelry. And so you've gone from there, now how many stores do you have today? Um, we opened up a second store with my brothers, and then a couple of years later, uh, I branched out on my own with just the jewelry and, and my, my own artwork as well, too. And then later we dissolved the, um, the stores with my brothers. It, you know, it, it kind of ran its course, and it's all good. I love my brothers and all, and it was no ill feelings by any means. Um, uh, 
since then, we've my wife and I have have opened up four stores. And where are they located? We have two in New Orleans, one on Charter Street, one on Magazine Street. We're in Metairie, and um, we just opened up here in Mandeville last November. So who shops at your stores? Who's your customer? Oh, it depends on on which store. If you're talking about the French Quarter store or um, Magazine, that's a lot of a lot of tourists, and uh, the other two are local based. Okay. Yeah. And we're grateful for each and every customer. So um, do you offer any, uh, well, yeah, I know you offer some little um, sidelines, like uh, you do CrossFit jewelry. Tell us about those things. Oh, well, I, I kind of just carve things on a whim um, when I'm looking for designs. And it, it depends on, on just, just what I'm feeling at the time. Um, it doesn't have to, to do with what's going to make it to the stores because not everything I do makes its way to the shelves or the jewelry cases. So it's just, uh, I'm fortunate enough to be able to, to just carve from the heart. If I feel like carving, say, a, a CrossFit kettlebell, I'll carve a CrossFit kettlebell. But um, designs, designs feed off of themselves, so there isn't a second when I'm carving something that, that goes to waste because uh, I'm thinking of other designs as I'm carving, and it's such a relaxed state that I, I get in, and it's, it's so therapeutic, too. It's uh, a creative process. Yeah, and I, I could do it all day long, too, and, and um, it's, it's my, absolutely my favorite thing to do. I mean, I have a passion for, for what I do, and um, honestly, couldn't think of, of doing anything else as a career. So you, you sounds like you come up with a lot of different designs. How do you decide if you want to go forward with something or not to go in the store? Do you have like a committee or do you? Yeah, the, the committee is my family. Uh, <laughs> my sister-in-law has a bunch of kids and uh, they're all teenagers and, and adults. And then I have my three kids, my wife as well too. And I'll just send out a group text with a picture of the design and uh, get some feedback from there. Mm -hmm. And I don't always win you know, <laughs> uh, because my opinion is so biased. I want everything in the cases. So I have to kind of take that with a grain of salt. And, and uh, it pushes me to, to um, make a better product too and, and all. And, but you know what, if I feel strong enough about a design, I will fight for it for the cause. Right. So tell us more about the family. You um, you have a very family oriented uh, business here. Um, I noticed that you know we see your billboards and we see these models with your jewelry on, and then you come to the store and the same person is selling you the uh, the uh, the product. And then uh, we're doing this from uh, the Mandeville store today, and you were telling me how you built the cases and your nephew put in the floors and. <laughs> Another family member who painted the place, and so tell me about the family involvement in your business. Oh well, they come out the woodwork. Huh? <laughs> I'm a, I'm blessed to have such a great family. Uh, my kids, my nieces, my nephews, sister-in-law, wife. If people know who I am, I'm standing on, especially my wife's shoulders. So, um, the family, there's something. Um, we use my nieces for, for our models and my daughter, too, when she lived here. She was a model in our catalog. And you can see, see them on, online as well, too. 
uh, if you go to josebally.com. Uh, the jewelry cases, I just love woodwork, so it's nice to get out of the studio from time to time and, and work on another project. My nephew Tyler Benson, he's a skilled carpenter, and and uh, he picks up the slack on, on things that I don't like to do, uh, such as drywall and trim work and things like that. So we're fortunate to have him around as well, too. And Christmas time, you can find some family member at one one store or another. Um, nieces, nephews, kids, wife, sister-in-law. So tell us about your lines. Are, are most of you, is most of your jewelry directed at women, or do you do items for men as well? We do items for men, too, but um, the, the uh, women's jewelry... Pays the bills, so I would starve if I had to rely on men <laughs> to to buy jewelry. Or, it's probably women buying the men's you know. jewelry anyway, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about it. So it's hard to get the guys into a jewelry store. Uh, sometimes they come in kicking and screaming. <laughs> but uh, the men's jewelry is just like it goes back to to working from the heart. It's whatever I feel like carving at the time, um, and I try to to. To be a little innovative in the designs and, and do things that that uh, you can't find anywhere else. In fact, the entire store is all original designs by me. We also do our own manufacturing uh, in-house as well, too. So we keep it local. And so tell us some of the designs that people listening from this area would recognize, like K&B and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we did a nostalgia line and that has the Rosenberg Girl, K&B, Seafood City and charms like that. And we're always kind of adding uh, different charms for that bracelet as well, too. Um, we do. Oh, gosh. Last year I came up with the sugarcane line. Uh, year before that, Spanish moss line. So, and it's it all it's all drawn from. From my childhood, uh, growing up in Louisiana, I like to say one of the things I really like about your jewelry is that you, when you're talking about lines, you have the Spanish moss lines, so you can get the bracelet, you can get mm -hmm. the, uh, the necklace, you can get the earrings, and so it's sort of um, you know uh, it's one of those things where you can get a Christmas present, birthday present, anniversary present. Sorry, I screwed up present. <laughs> Uh, We've sold a few of those. Lots of options. <laughs> it's a get out the doghouse present. There you go. So yeah. there's lots of lots of opportunities for you to come back. And if there's some particular design that you're uh, you like or your significant other likes, then you can come back and uh, and uh, and purchase that again and again in a different form. So I like that uh, the way you, you set that up. Well, we try to make it easy for the guys. <laughs> so. And very reasonably priced too. Yeah, uh, because we do rate. because we do our own manufacturing, we're able to, to control the, the quantity that we cast. If we see something's moving, we can um, cast up a, a batch uh, um, in the numbers that we think we need. And I don't have to say go to a third party and buy two hundred pieces of something just to get a better price. Since we we do our own manufacturing, I can put a dozen in casting and and keep that price low and and all that's great so um tell us about you mentioned that you like to do furniture what about your other interests you do some paintings as well is that right? i do a little bit of painting yeah that that uh 
that urge to paint comes and goes, though, and and the the jewelry has always supported the painting habit. So <laughs> <laughs> the painting is just just something fun, uh, and I have, painting to, process, right? I have to I have to have the unction to paint too. Now the carving, I always feel like carving. Um, other interest would be. Oh gosh, uh, CrossFit, working yep. out. Um, Does your jeweler even lift, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, what about um, you? Have a mascot by any chance? A mascot? No. <laughs> well, the studio is called Lazy Dog Studio, and there you'll find um, an old Catahoula mix. Uh, we did the math the other day. She's she would be about one hundred and five. Um, poor thing's blind and doesn't have teeth, but she still gets around. And we also have a um, Great Dane. He's 154 pounds. Wow. Uh, his name is Caesar, and he's a big mess, too. Um, a lot of times when I'm working, I'll hear behind me, Jose, call off your dog because he's, <laughs> he's standing on one of the employees. <laughs> so. And so you're uh, like restoring cars, too? Oh, that's no. I, I'm by no means a mechanic. Um, I do have a friend of mine that is a mechanic that I turn to. Uh, I have a 1972 Grand Torino that's been sitting up for a while, and I'm just getting around to to tinkering with it. But that is by no means uh, my love. <laughs> I'm not mechanically inclined, and I swear sometimes when I'm under the hood, God hates me. <laughs> I'm joking about that, but but that's how it feels sometimes. But it it, it is kind of fun to, to do that too. So you got four stores. You paint. Uh, you build furniture. Um, <laughs> you do all of your own um, jewelry making and labor. How do you fit all this in? What does your day look like? Are you like up at? <laughs> um, don't, go, don't go home till midnight or what? Yeah, no, no, no. Um, I'm in bed for 10. Um, a lot of times I don't sleep. And so I'll pray to God and I'll say, God, if I'm up, let's, let's design something. And uh, more times than not, um, I'll wake up with a new design. Um, from there, I wake up about... Um, about five o'clock in the morning and just kind of um, have some breakfast and wait for the sun to come up and, and all. And then the day starts um, in the studio and there I'll start carving. If I don't have an idea, I'll just sit at the bench and, and start sketching in my, my design book or look at old designs and uh, carve away from there. Oh, hopefully something will come up. Um, and like I said before, ideas do feed off of themselves. In fact, I had a, a design I was working on, and it started out as an egret carrying a, um, a pearl. And by the time I carved it, it just was not jiving. It just, uh, it just didn't look right. I wasn't happy with it. So I got to thinking, well, what if we put a, a trumpet in the egret's talons to kind of tie it in with New Orleans. And I said, well, that won't look right either. And, um, well, how about a moon blowing a trumpet? And and that's how that design, our jazz man on the moon, came about. So, <laughs> so I started all with an egret uh, with a pearl, ended up with a moon blowing a trumpet. Uh, and that goes back to nothing going to waste when it comes to designs. So um, tell us about uh, any community involvement you have. Oh, well, um, 
Right now I'm heavily involved with the North Shore Food Bank. It's a great organization. They they go through about um, 1,300,000 pounds of food a year wow. feeding uh, the people of St. Tammany. Uh, well over 300 people, well over 300 families a year benefit. I mean, not a year, a week. And as far as other involvement in the community, um, we we donate a lot of, of uh, pieces and prints mostly to to local schools and and charities that come in for mm-hmm. looking for uh, auction items. I see. So, um, what's next for Jose Bali? You got the four stores. You're going to keep going until you have forty. Uh, well, we're working on the website this year and trying to get on Amazon mm-hmm. as well too, which hopefully we will be on by Christmas time. Um, uh, just doing what uh, I do every year, and that's come up with new designs and hope, hopefully, you know, out of the probably. 40 plus designs I'll come up with about um, six strong lines that might make it to the store sometimes more sometimes less and uh, are, the, are the kids interested in continuing the business when you decide to step back a little bit <laughs> um, maybe my youngest I'm not sure but we raised them to to follow their dreams I told them growing up I said look I chased my dream I don't expect you to pick Pick it up, uh, and uh, you chase chase your own. Um, if it's ethical and legal, I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll back you. <laughs> Otherwise, you're on your own, huh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, do you have any specials for our podcast listeners today? Yes. Um, anyone listening to this podcast that comes in and said and uh, let us know that they've heard it. We'll receive a 10% discount. Nice. So I have an offer also. So if anybody comes to the store and spends $200 or more, they can get a free massage at Jones Physical Therapy. We're going to have the certificates at the front desk. So um, uh, anytime you spend more than $200, you'll get a free massage. And that's spending $200 in the store, correct? Correct. Yeah. So So bring your Jose Bally receipt to Jones Physical Therapy. And that's if you spend uh, $200 or more and you'll get a Free, is it therapeutic massage? Yep, therapeutic yeah. massage. We have several styles. We have uh, Swedish, we have uh, deep tissue, we've got prenatal. So our massage therapists are very skilled, so they can uh, meet your needs. And also I'd like to, to um, plug what you do as well, too. If you have any injury that just isn't healing, and I can vouch for uh, Jones Physical Therapy, I would highly recommend you visit him. I had a hip issue that just was not going away. Um, it lasted for about three months, and I had Paul Jones dry needle me, and I swear it was taken care of by the time I stepped off that table. Uh, it was as if it were were never a problem. So. Kudos to you, Paul. Thanks for the plug. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that's our podcast. Um, thank you, Jose Bally, for uh, being on our inaugural podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's an honor to be here. Thank you, Jose. <laughs> thank you, Paul. Thank you for tuning in to the North Shore Lifestyle Podcast, brought to you by Jones Physical Therapy. 
your pain is preventing you from enjoying your life and you are seeking a solution that does not involve medication, shots, or surgery, Jones Physical Therapy offers many options to get you started on the road to feeling your best and participating in the activities that make life enjoyable. Visit our website at jonesphysicaltherapy.com where you will find articles, videos, and free reports that you can download to help get you started in the comfort of your own home. Our free reports cover a broad range of problems such as neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, and knee pain and are packed with tips and tricks that you can use as you get started. If you would like to talk to one of our doctors of physical therapy, we offer free consultations at either our Hammond or Madisonville locations. We offer this service to our community at no charge and there is no paperwork either. A free consultation takes about 30 minutes and helps you figure out the root cause of your pain and the next best steps to resolving it. If you would like to set up an appointment with us, simply call us at 985 792 or visit us at jonesphysicaltherapy.com and click the chat button to be connected with our front desk. Thanks again for joining us and we will see you again on the next edition of the North Shore Lifestyle Podcast. This has been a Humble Pod production. Stay humble.